Hey everyone, it's Kayla, the coach next door, and I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction with today's episode. Um, I still have a list of five things for you because you know I love little succinct lists, but I uh, am going a little different than uh, the previous episodes with these lists where I was talking about kind of a more broad Uh, concept or topic within performance psychology, and I'm going to be talking about multiple theories of of psychology today that all encompass one thing that I learned specifically, which is how Ironman triathletes prepare for their race. So I did my master's thesis on the mental preparation techniques and goal accomplishment of Ironman triathletes. And I picked this population because I find them so fascinating. And after interviewing them, even more fascinating because they really, truly are everyday people who perform at a level of a professional athlete. It is incredible. Um, The people who do these Ironman triathlons train for six months up to a year's worth of time in order to complete this feat. They have to first do a half Ironman in order to qualify for the full distance. And the average length of time it takes someone to do one of these races is about 17 hours. So if you can imagine the amount of strain that physically your body is under during that amount of time, it's just absolutely incredible. So I know uh, for myself, and I'm sure if you have trained for anything or done any type of physical activity that involved endurance, you know that there's so much more to the training than just the physical component and that it's really a mental game as much as it is a physical one. With that being said, today's episode is going to be the five things that I learned about personal growth from Ironman triathletes. So number one is to make a plan. Now, in the context of training for a race, this has to do primarily with the actual plan of when I'm going to do specific trainings, how am I going to be preparing my body for race day, and then on actual race day, what do I need to do to get my transition station set up? What do I need to do to make sure that I am hitting the goals that I want to accomplish on that day. And uh, one of the, the triathletes that I interviewed said, if I don't succeed at accomplishing my goal, it won't be for lack of preparation. So I think that that's really a great attitude to have when we're going into a new challenge just in our own personal lives as well. It, it goes back to building that self-efficacy. So having a plan can really build confidence in your ability to accomplish the goal that you're setting out to accomplish. So really having a solid plan where you think through tedious steps, what might, uh, what barriers may come up? How am I going to overcome those barriers and things like that? Now, I will say, here's my bonus nugget for the day. 
Having a plan is absolutely essential when you are trying to work toward a goal. However, being flexible should be part of your plan. And what I mean by that is that even the best laid plans do not always happen the way that you want. There are things that are outside of our control that just simply we cannot plan for. However, what I will say is the way that you choose to adjust and be flexible with the plan, you can kind of plan for. So here's what I mean by that. So for example, I don't know if you notice, but this episode is me by myself listing off five things. Normally the episode that comes out on a Monday is an interview. However, things happen and I wasn't able to get the interview done that I had planned for this week. Actually, I wasn't able to get a couple of interviews done that I had planned for this week. Things changed. Um, I am going back to work on Monday because gyms are opening and I've had to spend my last couple days getting ready for that huge transition back into my job. It's been a lot of hours and I have not had time to coordinate schedules with a few of the people I had teed up to interview and things happen. So it's a lot easier for me to sit down, just me and my microphone and my computer to record an episode than it is to coordinate with someone else's schedule. So while my plan has always been to have one episode of an interview a week and one episode by myself a week, that's also really important to make sure that in the event that that plan cannot be executed, that there's a really nice, easy transition into an alternative. And that's where this episode idea came from was what's something that I can talk about that I know pretty well and would still be helpful. And that's where the the idea for this episode came. So having a plan, making sure that you have all of the pieces of that plan put in place in order to succeed as best as you possibly can, but also being flexible and maybe even planning for some barriers to come up and having something ready for a backup, a plan B, C, or D. Number two is to visualize what you want to happen. In the case of the Ironman triathletes, this was crossing the finish line. So almost everyone that I interviewed said that they did some sort of visualization of themselves while they were training and while they were racing of what it will be like when they cross that finish line. And what makes this even more salient is that they were doing things like not just what it will look like when they cross the finish line, but what, what, what will it feel like? They're incorporating other senses. Uh, what will I hear? How will my body feel? Who am I going to be seeing? Things like that. In order to have the most vivid multi-sensory experience of practicing crossing the finish line. So again, this goes back to some of that motivational stuff that we talked about. It goes back to building self-efficacy again of 
almost giving yourself a an experience to build off while you're not actually building off a actual experience of crossing the finish line you're creating an experience that's so lifelike that it has a way of continually building that self-efficacy that you can accomplish that goal and feeds that self-confidence and that self-efficacy. This also can be really powerful in our own personal growth journey by providing some clarity. And what I mean by that is that if you vividly picture what it is that you're reaching for, it'll give you clues on how to get there. So while, you know, it's we're going back to point one with it's important to make a plan, sometimes it's not clear to us what we need to have as part of that plan. And by going that step further of visualizing what it is that we want to achieve, then we can see, okay, these might be the things I need to do, my process that I need to put in place in order to reach that end goal. And we're actually going to talk about process here in a second with one of these other points, but breaking down what it looks like in order to get to where you're going can provide that clarity on what are those things that you need to have incorporated in your plan. Number three, have a self-focus. Or for our Ironman triathletes, a lot of this manifested in what they said as running your own race. Man, this is so perfect for both when you are competing in an actual race, but also just in life in general. So what they meant by this is to not let outside factors distracting them from the job that was at hand. So in an actual race, this might manifest in someone coming up behind you and passing you. And what all of the triathletes said was so important was, I have this plan in place for a reason. My plan is specific to me. And my plan has gotten me this far. I can't let someone else's plan throw me off course. I feel like this is particularly salient in our world of social media with how influential what we see other people are doing has an impact on how we feel about our own personal success and personal growth journeys. What's what what these triathletes probably didn't even realize was that by having this motivational self-talk is the the scientific terminology for it is that they were it they actually were able to direct their focus appropriately on their goal as opposed to directing their focus elsewhere on someone else and what someone else is doing. In sports psychology, this direction of focus is really important for an athlete, 
especially if it is something in competition. I'm sure you've, you've all seen in some sort of sporting event where a high performing athlete just can't seem to perform at the level that they either normally do or they're expected to because of some sort of mental block or they're unable to focus on the task at hand. This is the same thing for us in our personal growth journey. When we distract our focus on our own progress, our own plan onto what someone else is doing, it's really serving as a distraction away from what we have set in front of us as the job at hand. It makes us not direct the correct amount of attention to what we're trying to accomplish. You can't spread out your attention to multiple things at once effectively. By not having your attention focused on what you're trying to accomplish, but instead on something else, inherently you're not going to be as successful at accomplishing that goal that you've set out for yourself. Number four, breaking the race into smaller, more manageable chunks. Thinking about it just as one mile at a time is what most of the triathletes did. So for those of you who don't know, an Ironman triathlon is essentially three races, three different types of modalities of race all together in one big race. So the first thing you do is a swim and it's a 2.4 mile swim. So you start off out of the water, you go into the water, typically do your swim, come out, transition onto the bike. You do a 112 mile bike ride. All right. So you're on your bike for a while and then you get off of your bike and you go into a marathon, which is 26.2 miles of running. That is a lot. And what was consistently talked about by these triathletes that I spoke with was that mentally handling all of that, all of those miles and all three of those formats was just too much to really stay focused on the task at hand, but it can seem very defeating when you're in the moment and you're struggling in that race. So what they said that they did that was very successful was they just broke it down to one mile at a time. I'm just going to get to the next mile marker. Or if they're getting close to the end of the bike, I'm just going to make it to the end of the bike. And they don't think about what has to come next after that. They're just focused on hitting that next short-term marker. Now, like I was saying before, you want to focus on the process, on the path to the final goal or the outcome goal. So there are process goals that we should all be putting in place when we set a goal for ourselves. So maybe we have this big goal of finishing an Ironman triathlon, but then the process goals that we set along the way might look like, I'm going to finish the swim. I'm going to finish the bike. I'm going to finish the next mile. And in real life goal setting, that's important as well. Your big long-term goal might seem really unattainable. It might be so big that it's hard to wrap your brain around how you're going to get there without breaking it down into those process goals. And that's part of 
it works really closely together with the plan that you have in place because your plan should be how the how behind the execution of those process goals. That it's been shown in the research that the opposite can actually cause decreased focus and increased anxiety in athletes. So what that means is if you are solely focused on the outcome goal, that finishing of the race or the winning of the game, that those athletes experience increased anxiety while they're playing and decreased focus, which ends up ultimately being detrimental to their performance. Just like when we're working towards accomplishing a goal in our own lives, we don't want to have that increased anxiety about accomplishing our goal. And we certainly don't want to have decreased focus if we truly want to accomplish that goal. So focusing on the manageable smaller chunks, just that one mile at a time is going to set us up for success. And then the last point, point number five, you cannot get there without the support of others. So most of the triathletes that I interviewed were a part of a team that trained together. And I think that that's really important to to think about because when you're there on race day, you're there competing by yourself, technically. You know, it's not like basketball where you're relying on your teammates in order to win the game. Really, the outcome is dependent on you. But the triathletes felt like it was very powerful that they had teammates that they knew were there, at least in spirit, to support them. Obviously, during training, it's really helpful if you have someone to, to you know, train with, but it also meant a great deal on race day for them to know that they had teammates with them out on the course, even if they couldn't see them. They also mostly had their, you know, some sort of support system of, of family and friends who were there as spectators. Now, I feel like this is a little bit more challenging when you are trying to strive for some sort of personal development goal than it is with a race. It's a lot easier to have someone come out and cheer for you if you're running some sort of a race as opposed to if your goal is simply to become more active because you know it will be good for your body. You know, how do you ask someone to be giving you support? With that, I think that it's really important that you do some. I think it's really important that that's incorporated into the plan. Uh, kind of like we talked about with motivation, is to tell a buddy, tell somebody that you trust and you know cares about you what your plan is and how they might be able to help you when the going gets tough how they might be able to help get you back on track if you're feeling demotivated and how they can provide encouragement for you along the way. So that's it. Those are the five things I learned about life and personal growth from Ironman triathletes. And again, those are 
to make a plan with the bonus nugget of to be flexible with your plan. The second one is to visualize what it is that you really want. Number three is to run your own race and have a self-focus. Four is to break it down into smaller, more manageable chunks or think about just one mile at a time. And five is that you need the support of others in order to get you through the hard times. I hope that that was helpful for you guys today. Please be sure to subscribe and give a rating. I would love some feedback on things that you all are finding helpful or topics that you would like for me to get into. So please leave comments or on my Instagram page, uh, The Coach Next Door. I would love uh, some comments on posts about what it is that you guys are looking for. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, I would love to have you uh, let me know a topic about personal development that you feel really passionately about, and we can set up a time to chat. Thanks again for listening, and this is Kayla, the coach next door.